Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 53 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be talking NBA free agency. It starts this Sunday when this podcast will drop. Over 200 players in the NBA will be free agents. That's over 40% of the league. But I want to talk about the 10 free agents that I think will most help out a team. These are star players, some of them are role players, but these are my top 10 NBA free agents to look out for, just to give you an idea of where I think they should go, where I think they will go, and what what kind of money we're talking about here. Start off the list with number 10, J.J. Redick. This is a guy who has signed one-year deals back-to-back years in free agency with the Philadelphia 76ers. I put him on my top 10 list ahead of guys like Tobias Harris, who is not on the list, because I think J.J. Redick is a clear guy who can really help out a contender. He is not an all-around great player, but he is a great shooter. And put him on, say the Lakers don't get a max player. It would be a brilliant move for them to go out and get J.J. Redick. Even a reunion with the Clippers would be a great move. For the team that's for a team contending that's not going to end up with a max player, get a guy like J.J. Redick. Pay him twenty million bucks. He'll hit a bunch of frees. He'll he is one of the best shooters in basketball right now. He's thirty four years old. Give him a short term deal with a lot of money. If you're Houston and you miss out on say a Jimmy Butler, go for JJ Redick because this guy is going to have a real impact on a title contending team. It'll be interesting to see if he goes for more high level money or will a JJ Redick. Take a chance, take a smaller type deal to join a contending team and make a real impact. My guess is that J.J. Redick will end up back on the Philadelphia 76ers because he's the really, if they lose him, they lose all of their shooting. It doesn't even matter if they keep Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Losing J.J. Redick would be a huge loss for the Sixers. Developed into a really good NBA player and whoever gets him is getting a real guy who can help out on a real contending team. He's helped with a Clippers turnaround. He's helped with a Sixers turnaround. Which team will he help turn around next? Only on Sunday we will find out. Number nine is Julius Randle. Julius Randle was not re-signed by the Lakers. He was then acquired from the Pel- to the Pelicans. Listen, I like Julius Randle. He averaged 20 and 10. He reminds me of Al Jefferson. He is a very good big man in this league. But what's interesting is the last few teams he's been on have kind of just had him there to be a filler for who they really want. The Lakers really wanted LeBron. He was a filler there. The Pelicans really wanted Zion and get rid of AD. Julius Randle was just a filler there to put up numbers. He can be Al Jefferson in the type that he could be the best player on a somewhat kind of bad team, but can Julius Randle really be a top free player on a title contending team? Only time will tell with that. I like the player... But again, I think he's kind of like Al Jefferson, where he's just going to put up numbers in garbage time. Yes, his 21 and 10 are impactful, but what do they lead to winning? There's a reason that the Pelicans didn't keep him. I know they're not going to pass on Zion to keep Julius Randle. He's going to get paid. But will he be taken? He should go to a team like the Nets or someone like that. If the Nets miss out on 
someone else, they should get Julius Randle. I just don't know what his real impact is. Again, that's why I'm making the comparison to Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson went to the the what the Timberwolves and the Bobcats back in the day, and he helped. He was the best player on some struggling, somewhat playoff good teams. That's the type of player that Julius Randle is. If he's going to be your best player. You are not going to be in title contention. And that's why I'm weary of somebody giving him 20 to $25 million a year. It will be interesting to see what that number is. I think it will be somewhere between 15 and $20 million. Listen, this guy, he can do a lot. He can handle the ball. People have compared him to Draymond Green. I mean, he really can't shoot the free well. But 21 points is 21 points, and he can put up numbers. He is a nice pickup. I do not think he is a max-level type worthy guy. But again, will a team be dumb enough if they miss out on the big cats to pay Julius Randle a lots and lots of money? Like a team like the Sacramento Kings should be in on this. Like a team like that, if you could have Harrison Barnes and and, and De'Aaron Fox around a guy like this, that makes sense to me. But again, title contending teams aren't really going to pay a lot for Julius Randle. He's only going to get better, but again, I don't think anywhere in the near future you are going to want Julius Randle to be the best player on your team. That, to me, reads disaster. I mean, what what is what is the market for Julius Randle? Uh, the Pelicans are not going to be in on Julius Randle. He's going to have his third team in four years. That, to me, is not a very good sign for Julius Randle. Again, that's Al Jefferson-like. Celtics, Timberwolves, Bobcats, <laughs> is Julius Randle going to have a journeyman's career? It looks so. It looks like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a journeyman big man who's going to put up the number. He's going to have a really good NBA career, and he's going to get paid, but he's not going to be a mainstay for anywhere long. The same might be able, you might be able to say the same for his former teammate, number eight on the list, D'Angelo Russell. Russell scored t- over 20 points last year, made the NBA All-Star team, was up for most improved. Listen, this guy had an insanely good year. He lost to Siakam for most improved, but the fact that he's on, he could be on his third team in four years also, I mean, it's just not a good look. I mean, what happened with the Lakers was a disaster, but he did everything to help the Brooklyn Nets succeed, and they were a playoff team. But you know what player comparison? I compared Al Jefferson, I compared Julius Randle to Al Jefferson. The comparison here to D'Angelo Russell. He screams Stephon Marbury everywhere he goes. He puts up the numbers. His teams are really decent. But you know what Stephon Marbury needed? He needed a Kevin Garnett. And D'Angelo Russell needs a Kevin Garnett. That's why, to me, the Phoenix Suns make all the sense in the world. Team up D'Angelo Russell with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker, and you are going to have a monster of a team. I would pick that to be a playoff team next year, money in the bank. But if D'Angelo Russell, that's why a reunion with the Lakers also makes a lot of sense to me because pair him with AD and LeBron and you got yourself a squad. D'Angelo Russell can only take you so far as your best player. Thus what happened last year with the Nets. They were really good, but no one thought of them as serious contention in the East. Listen, I think this guy is really good, just like Marbury was really good, but he needs to be the Robin to somebody else's Batman, and Stephon Marbury for a long time had Garnett, but when Marbury went to the Knicks and became his own guy, it didn't work out. D'Angelo Russell needs another all-star teammate level player. But it also, really what the Nets are doing to me really doesn't make sense. I would keep D'Angelo Russell if I were the Brooklyn Nets. 
You develop this guy. He's your guy. He likes your coach. He works well for your system. You don't move on from those type of players. But if you are going to move on, I think the Phoenix Suns are the perfect choice for D'Angelo Russell. Make that happen, Phoenix. If if D'Angelo, if the Nets have to today, the Nets offered him the qualifying offer. But if they sign somebody else, I don't know, Kyrie. I'll get to him later. If they sign a guy like that, they could renounce his rights, and that's when the Phoenix Suns should swoop in and keep and get him to pair him with Aiton. Also, I like I like the idea of Minnesota. I think that's an interesting destination too that team needs a point guard I mean they still have Jeff Teague there if you're a young team on the rise and you have Carl Anthony Towns or you have DeAndre Ayton a star big man that's where you go because Stephon Marbury needs a star big man and so does D'Angelo Russell the seventh best free agent in my opinion is center Al Horford I've seen every game Al Horford has played in the last three years being a super Celtics fan listen I love everything about Al Horford's game he does it very well in the in today's NBA where big men are useless I think he is the best big man on the board in free agency, I think any team would love to have him. The The issue with Al Horford is one thing and one thing only. He is 34 years old and he is going to need a team that's only going to play him about 60 games a year because that's about what he's going to be able to give you. But playoff Al is a thing. He steps up his game when you need him most. He is not a great scorer. He is not a great rebounder. He is a great passing big man though. He is an all-time great passing man. He's an underrated passer from what I've seen. And and the way he can play with a point guard like Kyrie Irving and give that guy a rest, that is something teams desperately need. My pick here is the Dallas Mavericks. People, they have a real team now. With Luka Doncic, they're going to sign Porzingis. Give Al Horford that max law, and you got a real team of Doncic, Porzingis, and Al Horford. I think that is a legitimate big three and a legitimate playoff contending team. That's a fifth seed in the West, if you ask me. Doncic was really good. Then you're going to have a healthy Porzingis, and Al Horford can help Porzingis more develop his game. Those two type of, to have two big men that can shoot that well, that's something that Dallas should desire. I think that's a big free that I would look forward to watching too. Al Horford in Dallas makes all the sense in the world to me. You know what doesn't make sense to me is if Al Horford goes to Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, because then he's in the exact same situation he was in with the Boston Celtics. Unless Brooklyn is getting KD, and even if they get Kevin Durant, they'd have to wait a year. That makes no sense for Al Horford to waste a year of his career there. I think Dallas makes the ultimate sense for Horford. There's talks of the Sacramento Kings that make zero sense. Team up with Porzingis and team up with Doncic. Team up with two young players who are deemed stars. The issue with the Celtics was Tatum and Jalen Brown, maybe last year they proved they were not stars. I think Doncic is a star, and I think Porzingis is a star. If I'm Al Horford, I am teaming up with those two players. That makes all the sense in the world to me. That is where Al Horford should go. If he's really leaving the Boston Celtics, which I think he is, he should join a team like that. There's talks of going back to Atlanta. That's ridiculous. I think that that's the team that makes the most sense in the world. Dallas needs a guy like that. They need a veteran to go along with those two young players. That makes way too much sense for me not to happen. I love what that team is doing with Doncic and Porzingis. That's a mini Dirk and a mini Nash. And to join an Al Horford, then you have a legitimate playoff team. For me, that would get the Mavs to be back to that 50-type win team that I knew for most 
of my life. They were a 50-win team. They were going to make the playoffs, and they had Rick Carlisle as their coach. You still have Rick Carlisle. Get Al Horford, get Porzingis, get Doncic, and then you have a legitimate franchise again. The number six free agent on my list is Jimmy Butler, who is a star in Chicago, a star in Minnesota, and now a somewhat star in Philadelphia also. Listen, Jimmy Butler is an interesting to me. He wants to be the best player on his team. I think he should be the second or third best player on his team. I think he should stay in Philadelphia. I think this idea of Houston is its interesting to me, but I don't know if the stars will mesh well together. You already have Chris Paul and James Harden reportedly not getting along. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is going to work well with that. But the thing about Jimmy Butler is this. He hasn't worked well with young players. Maybe a team like Houston would be the best fit because Chris Paul and James Harden have gone through the same journey that Jimmy Butler has gone on. In Chicago, he wasn't working well with the young players at the end. Or he was going up against Dwayne Wade or whatever was happening in Chicago. He wasn't going getting along with the young players. Then in Minnesota, he obviously couldn't stand Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. He couldn't get along with the young players. Maybe if he goes to a team with James Harden and Chris Paul, who are so desperate to win just like him, maybe that's what the doctor ordered. But if I'm Jimmy Butler, do I really want to be on my fourth NBA franchise? Listen, if he gets the max, maybe he doesn't care. But I think that's something that Jimmy Butler cares about. Does he want to be known as a journeyman at this point? He was traded to Philadelphia. If they if they offer him the max, I think Jimmy Butler is going to take the contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. If they offer him the max, he has to take that money. Because, come on, you can't go to your fourth team. Your fourth team. I think he gets along with Embiid. I think he fits well with Ben Simmons. And listen, the Tobias Harris thing, he's the one that really doesn't fit to me. But they probably have to pay for Tobias Harris also because they traded so many of the first-round draft picks for him. I think the best fit for Butler is Philadelphia. But listen, listen, the Clippers and Lakers, that's interesting to me also. If the Lakers are really interested, yes, I think that's another really good fit. Anthony Davis and LeBron, he can't go wrong there. But Jimmy Butler needs a home now. He needs a stable home because the last year or so, it's been unstable for Butler. What happened in Minnesota isn't entirely his fault, but it's somewhat his fault. And if he leaves Philadelphia, I mean, you're just going around the league now, buddy. Pick a team and become stable. I love Jimmy Butler's game. I think he's underrated. I think he's a top 15, top 20 player, and I think he deserves everything he's getting. But I I just think I don't want him to be a journeyman. I think he's going to end up staying in Philadelphia. Now we are into the top five of my free NBA free agents. Number five, Kemba Walker. Listen, I think it is absolutely ridiculous the reports are out there that the Charlotte Hornets are not going to offer Kemba the max money. I don't know if they should offer him $220 million, but it, it, the offer should at least be 190 or 200 And the report is that they're offering about 160 And, of course, the report is that he's joining my Boston Celtics for four years and $141 million, which, of course, I love. I think Kemba Walker is a top five point guard. He's 25 points a game. He's six assists. He's a steady, stable character. I don't think he's as good as Kyrie Irving for the Boston Celtics, though. If that's what's going to happen, I really do like the fit, though. If you can't get your plan A, get your plan B, and Kemba Walker is a really good 
decent plan B. There were other teams that I think he's not going to join the Celtics. I mean, again, I'm going to bring in the Mavericks on this one, but I don't even think that Doncic and Kemba Walker really fit well together. I think he's joining the Boston Celtics. That's what everyone's saying. I think that's going to end up happening. And listen, that's a really good fit with Tatum and Brown. Maybe they will fit better with Kemba Walker than with Kyrie. But I do think, in a, in a grand scheme of things for the Celtics, I think I would add Jalen Brown to get Clint Capella and get rid of all those shooters. You can't have Kemba and Tatum and Hayward and Brown trying to t- get all those shots. It didn't work last year. Get a guy in Clint Capella who doesn't want to take a lot of shots, and then I think you're going to have a better time of it. But yeah, Kemba Walker, really good fit with the Celtics. I hope, I really do hope it ends up happening. But for the for the Hornets side of things, it makes no sense to develop. Why did you sign Nicholas Batum to a hundred million dollars if down the line you didn't want to pay the luxury tax to keep your star player? I mean, it makes no sense what's happening here. It's embarrassing for the NBA what's happening with the Charlotte Hornets and with Kemba Walker and the fact that they won't even offer him at least twenty at least 30 million more than what the Celtics or what the other teams could offer. It's ridiculous. The the NBA has made it so that these teams can have a fair chance of keeping their player. And the, the Hornets and Michael Jordan have decided, nope, we don't even want to keep him. That's ridiculous. Kemba Walker to the Celtics, though, love the move. Number four free agent on my list is, of course, Clay Thompson, one of the Splash Brothers. I think this is obvious here. He's going to sign a five-year, $190 million extension to remain with the Warriors. Yes, the Clippers would be interesting. Yes, the Lakers are interesting, but Clay Thompson has made it very well known. He is not leaving his Golden State Warriors, nor should he. He's the second best player in franchise history. No offense to Kevin Durant. Even if Kevin Durant resigns, Clay Thompson will be the second most beloved Warrior of all time next to Steph Curry. And even Draymond Green might be more beloved for Warriors fans. I don't know that dynamic. But listen, Clay Thompson is an all-time great Warrior, and he should remain with the team for his entire career. He was the first player drafted by the Bob Myers Warrior team. Bob Myers, great GM, by the way. This is what the Warriors should do. They should also reward Clay Thompson for trying to play while injured. That is what honorable teams should do. And yes, they definitely still want Clay Thompson in the fold because he's going to recover from his injury and he's going to be dynamite. He is the second best shooter in basketball. He might be the second best shooter in basketball history next to Steph Curry. I think more people need to look into his numbers. Why are we not discussing him? He's a great two-way player. Yes, the Golden State Warriors should be interested in bringing back Clay Thompson. It's a no-brainer. Yes, it makes it dull and boring that Clay Thompson is not even entertaining the thought of leaving the Warriors, but it's the best for both worlds, and as a fan of that team, I'm glad he's rejoining them. I love the style that the Warriors are playing. My true allegiance is to the Boston Celtics, but I do love the way the Warriors play basketball, and they are a team, and Clay Thompson is a huge member of that team. For free on my free agent list is none other than Kyrie Irving. Listen, I have a love-hate relationship with Kyrie Irving at this moment. He's leaving my Boston Celtics, probably most definitely leaving my team. I still respect the player. I still think he's a top two-point guard in my estimation. I think it's Steph and it's Kyrie. I think he's at the one of the biggest shots in NBA Finals history, and he's brought me a great amount of joy. Even if it wasn't for my team, there have been moments, and there have been moments with my team. Listen, did, do I wish it worked out with Kyrie Irving in 
the Celtics? Yes. But it obviously wasn't a perfect marriage like I wanted it to be. I'm not going to hate on him like most people are going to do. Listen, I think he, he made some wise decisions with the Celtics and he made some poor decisions with the Celtics. But the best move for him is either, listen, it comes down to two teams to me, the Nets or the Lakers. Do you want to be the guy on the Nets if Kevin Durant doesn't go there? Or do you want to be the third wheel on the Lakers? And I really think the best decision for him, for me honestly, is to just join back with LeBron make a mistake. Listen, I think it would be great entertainment to have LeBron and and Kyrie back. It'd be like, what if Shaq and Kobe got back together? It's that type of move. What if one of the best duos I've ever seen joins back and joins up again? I think that's an interesting dynamic that should be explored for our entertainment. For entertainment purposes, Kyrie and LeBron, I need to see part two of that adventure. I think the the world needs to see part two of it. And yes, as a Celtics fan, that would not be good for me if it's Kyrie, LeBron, and AD, but for a fan, I'm just here to be entertained, and that would be the most entertaining team possible. How would Kyrie adjust to being the third wheel? It'd be so entertaining. You know we would get so much joy to see that team come together, and they would probably play some pretty decent basketball, but they would also go through that up-and-down roller coaster of what LeBron went through with Kyrie and Kevin Love, or Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. The, the third wheel thing is always interesting. The Big threes never quite work out at first, and then they end up winning the ring, but there's going to be a roller coaster ride. That's what I think Kyrie should do. And if I'm Brooklyn, do I really want to give up on D'Angelo Russell to just have Kyrie? If I'm Brooklyn, I only want Kyrie if I get a Kevin Durant, or if I get a Kawhi, or if I get a, you know, and the Brooklyn hasn't even been in the discussion for Kawhi. It's like KD or nothing for them. But if I just get Kyrie, that seems a little hollow. So if I'm Kyrie, I think the Lakers should be his premier destination. Number two on my list of free agents is Kevin Durant. Listen, I think what's going to end up happening is him re-signing five years, 250 15 million dollars to the Golden State Warriors. I think that's the best plan. But listen, if I'm the if I'm the teams that really want him like New York or Brooklyn, is it really worth it to have a year off and then him come back magically? I mean, it just doesn't really make much sense to me. It makes sense to me for him to be in San Francisco, a city he clearly loves, play with some teammates that I think he enjoys. Listen, I don't know what's up with Kevin Durant. He's a mysterious figure in ways. You don't know what it's about with him. He's about the winning. Just play with Steph Clay and Draymond for at least one more year. I think he should sign the five-year deal. It's I think it's five and 231. I think that's the deal he's going to end up signing. Listen, if he went to the Knicks and won a title, he'd be all-time great. I'm not against that. But if he goes to Brooklyn, that's kind of dull to me. I think the Knicks are the Warriors. And I, if I were him, I would ultimately pick the Golden State Warriors. You were a two-time MVP. You want a statue there. He's talking about this out of the statue. You're not getting a statue for playing three years on a team. You're not. You have to go back to that team, play at least five more years for them. Play what? eight overall years for them, then you'll get your statue. Win four or five titles, then you get your statue. If Kevin Durant wants a statue there, he's going to resign there. I think this is interesting, though. It definitely, the dynamic of this free agency changed with the injury. Would Kevin Durant have stayed with the Warriors if he was healthy? I don't know the answer to that. I do think he's definitely staying with the Warriors now. I think that's what's going to end up happening. He signs for a five-year deal max and stays with the Warriors. And man, the Warriors are going to pay $200 million in luxury tax. 
if they keep Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. But heck, you get your fancy new stadium, and that's what you got to do to keep your fans happy. The number one free agent is, of course, Kawhi Leonard, two-time Finals MVP, one with the Spurs, one with the Raptors. This guy is a monster. And I think his free agency decision comes down to one thing. Who does he want number two star to be? If he goes to the Clippers, there's a chance they could sign a second star. But it's also... I think it comes down to two players. In Toronto, they have Pascal Siakam, who he's won a title with, who became NBA's most improved. But then the Clippers have an interesting player of their own that people are ignoring. Shea Gillisley-Alexander is a beast. He scored 15 points a game. He had over six assists. He's a really tall, skinny point guard who looks insanely talented. Which young talent does Kai, does Kawhi Leonard want to join up with? Does he want to go back with Siakam and win more title? Go for a chance to win another title with Marcus Hall? Or go to the Clippers, his home, play with Gillesley Alexander, get coached by Doc Rivers, and possibly bring in the third star? I think, I think Kyrie, uh, Kawhi Leonard is going to end up signing with the LA Clippers. To me, that makes a lot of sense. This is a team that took the Warriors to six games. Maybe they keep Lou Williams. Maybe they don't, but there's still a nice nucleus there. I mean, if you have to get rid of Montrez Harrell, I mean, there's so many good pieces there. They're a really deep team. They're a star away from being really good, and they become a really nice, stable organization with Doc Rivers, with Steve Ballmer as the owner, with Jerry West in the front office, and with Lawrence Frank as a GM. They're a really well-run organization. And I trust where they are going. Listen, I trust where the Raptors are going. But listen, Kyle Lowry's not getting any younger. And to me, he's really not that great. Siakam's really good. You're going to lose Gasol in a year. Serge Ibaka's not getting any younger. I think the future is brighter in LA with the Clippers, not the Lake. Listen, if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers, that's a nice move also. But I really do think this is between... This is between the Raptors and the Clippers. And I think the Clippers are the front runners here. The Clippers become a powerhouse organization again. This would be the Clippers' second chance since the Chris Paul and Blake Griffin era to become LA's team. And I think with Kawhi Leonard this time, they would have a legitimate chance to become LA's best basketball team. One more time, my top 10 NBA free agents. Number 10, J.J. Redick. Number 9, Julius Randle. Number 8, D'Angelo Russell. 7, Al Horford. 6, Jimmy Butler. 5, Kemba Walker. 4, Clay Thompson. 3, Kyrie Irving. 2, Kevin Durant. And number 1, Kawhi Leonard. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. There will be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks again, and please rate, review, and subscribe, and enjoy NBA Free Agency. (laughs) 